Welcome to Marriage Monday with Jeremiah and Savannah Jennings. The Jennings own Growing Green Landscapes and are very happily married. In this podcast, Jeremiah and Savannah discuss the wins, losses, good times, bad times, and everything in between pertaining to owning a business while maintaining a healthy marriage along the way. We hope you enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings, and I am so excited to be coming to you today with another fresh new episode here for your Monday. Um, this is another Marriage Monday episode. This is something we've been doing for the last, well, I think this is 13 weeks now, 13 or 14 weeks. Um, that does not feel like it's been that long. Yeah, it's been Savannah's a here with us today. Uh, and this is actually going to be a fun one because we have a guest interview. And I uh, love guest interviews because I love the... The interaction is actually in-person guest interview, so that makes it even better. It's kind of like the best of everything here. So we have Caleb and Jordan Winders. Uh, they're some friends of ours from uh, here, small group from church, and just kind of build relationships because Caleb owns a business here, multiple businesses, and uh, we've just kind of grown and wanted to get a podcast on today and talk because they are around the same age as us, um, married and running the business together. And so they have a really cool story to tell, and we're just going to get into that and see where it goes. So, Caleb, how are y'all doing today? Jordan? Good, man. Good. Happy to be here. Absolutely. It's an honor to an honor to do it. Like I said, love, love, love guest interviews. So, um, well, tell everybody about, y'all can, whoever wants to lead off can lead off about who y'all are and kind of like what the business is and um, businesses is, or business, businesses are, I guess. Businesses. Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. Take um, it and run with it. So, uh me and Jordan have been together since high school. Uh, we started dating senior year of high school in 2016, 2016. fall of 2016. And, uh, it's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, it has been. That makes me feel old, too. <laughs> That's when I graduated. But And uh, so we started dating fall of senior year and followed each other. Well, I followed her to school. Um, she went chose UT, and I decided that I'd rather follow my girlfriend than pick a school, so I just went to got UT. Got awful orange. <laughs> yep, go Vols. It paid off eventually. Yeah, yeah. and then um, stayed together through college and got married last summer, and so we've been married a little over a year, and um, she's in school now at UAB. She's going to be a PA, and so and that's why we're in Birmingham and getting to meet Great people like you guys. So, how long is how school going? What where are you at? It's good. I'm 12 months in of 27, so almost halfway. Almost oh halfway. my goodness, that's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's you know you're almost that halfway point. Yeah, only wait, one right, left of classroom full. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> wait. So I haven't even asked you this. Do you think y'all will stay in Birmingham after you graduate, or are y'all gonna? I hope not. <laughs> oh really? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. No, um, we want to move back closer yeah. to family yeah. in Nashville. Well, that's understandable. So. Is sure. it, it's been something that uh, our, in our whole relationship until here recently, the Lord's kind of gotten a hold of me. Uh, I was kind of the hold up, but uh, in our whole relationship, that was the one topic that we did not discuss. Yeah, it's really. our cyclic argument that we come back to over and over again yep. is where we end up. I was yeah. very anti going home and uh, just coming from a big family and doing routines and stuff like that. I wanted to build my own life somewhere else. And uh, her whole family, whole family, lives within three miles of each other. So um, it it was not in her family for her to leave. It was Mm -hmm. cool, go to school for, you know, four years. Now it turned into six. And then come home and, you know, hang out. And so uh, 
that wasn't my family's thing. My yeah. parents moved away. Our whole family lives in Louisiana. And so um, it just wasn't something that I thought about until here recently. And as we talk about having kids and growing a family and stuff like that, uh, I'm coming around to the idea yeah. of moving within a 10 miles, not three miles. Within, a, a <laughs> within an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't yeah. have to yeah. be anything crazy. Because where are they yeah. at? Y'all at Nashville, North right? Nashville yeah. and the yeah. Hendersonville area. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. I didn't, yeah, I haven't even thought about that. That's a good question. Yeah. yeah. I thought, wait, you said they're in Louisiana, your family? Mm-hmm. I thought your family was in Nashville too. Yeah. So my parents are, okay. but they're, so when they, they were the first people to move away. Everyone else lives on a farm. Uh, oh, 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 okay. So you're saying your parents moved to Nashville from yes. Louisiana. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I thought so you they're the only moves. people to have moved away yeah. from their family. Mm. And so they kind of started that trend. Yeah. So you like kind of. Yeah, wanted to follow that, but that's yeah. cool that y'all have gotten to do that. Though, kind of the best of both worlds. Like you, you know, you did school, and now y'all are kind of getting to make a life somewhere else. But then, hopefully, eventually is there anything that would closer. keep y'all here? You think? Um, I don't know. It, it, Jordan's like, no. Our, <laughs> yeah. So, do you have do you have like the same job options up there? Pretty much. We've talked about it. I think going to school down at UAB speaks for itself. Um, if you want to learn medicine, you go to UAB. Yeah. So I think that it wouldn't be a huge deal, but Nashville is definitely a bigger city and the market's very saturated, but I think that goes for every profession, um, probably mm-hmm. not just PA. So I'm not too worried about it. Um, yeah. We've yeah. always said mm-hmm. that it'll depend on her job because I feel like I can do whatever I do yeah. anywhere. And yeah. so um, it's more up to her and her job, but as an Married couple still making that joint decision. Yeah, moving sure, somewhere. Yeah, yeah we might we might circle back to that. I didn't. That's <laughs> a good. That's a good conversation right there. I haven't. Um, I don't know. We've never really. We've toyed with moving places, but Have never. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you know where I want to go. We're not yeah, going to stay here forever. Where do you want to go, Auburn? Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's <laughs> why I don't know why it's such <laughs> a big deal. But it's still not that far away. No, it's no, like an no, hour no, and a no, half, two no. hours. So yeah, it's not three it, and a half. Yeah, I think. Well, it's a little different because going back to Nashville, like you're still going to have the opportunity. But you know, medically, like if you want, don't act like this. You <laughs> act you like you're going to work full time for the rest of your career. <laughs> no, well, well, I, I do want to work, but like you know, medically. We're so spoiled here in Birmingham to have, like, the facilities and the hospitals right. and the organizations that we do. So, it'd be hard well, to just being so away close from to stuff, that. too. That's yeah. what we talked about. Like, having kids down there, like, So, going here, from a big city minutes. to a big city yeah. is different than going from a right. semi-big city to kind yeah. of the middle of nowhere. Because people there come here for stuff. For and medical. so, yeah. yeah. Well, not even just medical. But, like. Yeah. One of the crazy things we talk about is the airport. Like, we're so oh, close yeah. to an international airport now. Yeah. Like Birmingham 20 isn't minutes. even that great of an airport. Yeah, we think Birmingham airport is, you know. It's amazing. compared to, no, that's not what I was <laughs> I, saying. I, I, <laughs> why don't y'all like, like it? I actually no. prefer Birmingham's airport because you can get. Well, it's small. You can get yeah. to the, the uh, security line yeah. and get to your gate within 15 minutes. That's oh, why yeah. I like it, yeah. You Nashville, can, but flights, you have less options. And no, they're yeah, more you expensive don't fly. compared to yeah. Nashville. Yeah, you don't fly as many places, but. But you, I can, I can go get through uh, Birmingham's, like you said, secure. I can, I can sh- show up for a seven fifteen flight at Birmingham. I can get there at six forty five and be on my flight at seven fifteen. Exactly. That's very yes. true. Yeah. And I can just connect to Atlanta. It's a twenty five minute flight, yeah. and then leave from there. So yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah. It, it has its perks as opposed to yeah. Nashville or Atlanta. Like those are the big airports near us. Yeah. You have to get there two hours early, two and a half hours yeah. early to it's get a whole on the day. flight. Yeah. 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 It, like, makes flying not worth it yeah. at that point. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we were talking about that just, like, because, like, when we get home from, like, like, when we went to California, we got home, 
and we were when we get out of the airport, we were home in twenty minutes. Yeah, but we yeah. were on the flight with people that like lived in Montgomery, lived in Auburn. Yeah, and then and you, you have still got two, two and a half hour drive. drive. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. that's why we don't fly into Atlanta. Like we don't yeah. if if it's yeah. fifty dollars more to fly to Birmingham, I'm paying the fifty dollars yeah, more. So you yeah. don't have I, to drive the yeah. two and a half hours home. Yeah, yeah it's For so bad. Sure. But anyway, this has been eight minutes of fun conversation. But let's talk about the business. <laughs> so what do you do? What yeah. um, what what does what do y'all do? So uh, I've got two businesses. Uh, one I started in college. It's a uh, temporary storage business for events. Uh, it's called Rolling Storage LLC. And basically, when you go to any concerts or sporting events nowadays, they you have clear bag policies where you can't bring in your pocket knife or your wife can't bring in her purse. And I was working security at the time in college. Got tired of telling people no and seeing how upset they got and just said, I can solve this solution, yeah. um, solve this problem with a solution. And so basically just started with uh, the pitch competitions that we were kind of talking about before we got on air and uh, got free money and was able to take that money and start the business with it. And so that's been in operation since 2019. Uh, COVID kind of killed that yeah. right there at the end of uh, my college career. And then we moved down here to Birmingham, and uh, I was kind of bored. And so I went and bought a detailing business. And so that's the other business that I have, uh, Prime Shine LLC here in Birmingham. And that's kind of how, I guess, we've got gotten connected yeah, and yeah. Uh, running that business here. So, And Jordan's been with me the whole way. So yeah. it's been cool. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. So, um, like I said, we were y'all have been together the whole time from the beginning. Um, tell us a little bit about that startup story of the rolling storage, like we, like we were talking about now uh, before we got on air of like the pitch competitions and all that. I didn't even know what what that was, and y'all were, yeah. you were explaining, it and I said, no, let's stop and let's yeah. let's talk about it on air. Yeah. So, so um, like I said, I followed her to school. Uh, I didn't want to go to school. I knew what I could do um, would be something uh in business but started on my own and not have to go through four years of education yeah. of other people telling me what to do um to get there and so uh with that jordan you know i got to share that with her in high school and tell her you know what my dreams were and what i wanted to do and she's very supportive of that and uh i don't think that i you know would have been able to do all that if uh she wasn't with me the whole time uh, but in high school, I was just kind of buying and selling stuff, flipping stuff, always trying to make a dollar where I could. Um, and I had quite a few jobs, but I hate, hated working for other people. And I realized that at a young age, I hated making $7 an hour while someone else was making 50 or $60 an hour off of my $7 an hour. Yeah. And so when I got to school, um, I actually had – the first two years of school was just gen ed stuff, and I was so tired of it. Uh, wanted to quit. Uh, actually, in the what was it, December of 2018? Yeah, December of 2018. I came home and I told my parents, I said, I'm not going back. Uh, I'll go back to Knoxville because of Jordan, but I'm not going back to school. And uh, they kind of said, you know, well, you're halfway through, you know, you can push through whatever. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, um, I'll go back. And I went back. And that spring semester of um, sophomore year, I took my first entrepreneurship class. 
And uh, there was a guy uh, that he was a first-year professor. It was just an intro class. Uh, his name was Hasib Qureshi. And he was uh, my first professor that had actually done something. He wasn't just in academia. And so he kind of got to explain in, to me about, you know, his businesses and his journey as an entrepreneur and stuff that he had done. And it had really inspired me. I mean, that was the first time that I looked forward to going to class. Uh, that was the only class that I looked forward yeah. to going to. And uh, so with that, he also encouraged me uh, throughout the semester. He told me uh, that, you know, by the end of this, we're going to find something that's going to keep you here. You know, you're, you're going to do something, but we, we want to keep you here. And so with that, he encouraged me to do something called Vol Court at UT, which is a six-week um, competition. Uh, basically, for six weeks, they bring in one speaker and every week and they kind of just talk about different thing, different topics on entrepreneurship and so that was kind of cool to sit through and learn from people and then at the end of it you have the opportunity to sign up for a 90 second pitch competition at the end and so uh, that last night I knew I needed to sign up for it so I did uh, I had been working all semester to try to figure out a business and had bounced so many ideas off the wall and nothing had stuck. And that night, uh, I just had the idea for the storage business. It had been something in the back of my head, but I didn't really think it would be, um, a great business. I just yeah. thought it would solve people's problem. And so I wrote Which that is what down. Business is. Yeah, exactly. And so I just wrote that down, uh, rolling storage and, um, went to my professor. I told him what I had done and he said, uh, where have you been hiding this? You yeah. know, like this is actually something that can be, and it's something that you're passionate about at the time. And so that was super cool. Uh, I went the next week and have a huge fear of public speaking. I do not like it. Can't stand it. 90 seconds felt like <laughs> an, an hour eternity. and a half. Yeah. Uh, especially getting up because it was, you had like, eight judges, and then you had the whole room of other yeah. people pitching. And I was towards the end, so I had sat there and watched people go and go and go. Yeah. I was like, oh, gosh. Like, you know, just – and I, I had a confidence there, too, of, like, I've listened to this on repeat for the past two weeks. You know, like, I, I recorded my speech so I could just hear it played back, played back. And so I got up there and gave my 90-second spiel – and by the end of it, uh, whenever I walked off, I knew I'd won. And um, so they, they called my name, gave me that check. I was like, this is cool, you know, 1500 bucks. And uh, they, you know, like to joke with you in college, like, you know, what what are you really going to spend that on? You yeah. know, you're going to go get a bunch of junk food or, you know, whatever. And uh, But I actually put that money away. And the next competition is, uh, is called Graves Business Plan Competition. And so you, you – Take that idea, and you actually have to have a business plan in place, and that's what you pitch next. And it's uh, one week where it's, I believe, like 10 minutes of uh, pitching, and there's two sides of it. There's a lifestyle category and a high-growth category, and basically they just split you up, and a lot of the high-growth stuff was like technology and all that, and a lot of the lifestyle was more of your small business. Um, one good friend of mine had like a honey business, and so that was mm -hmm. kind of yeah. – the different categories and they didn't want everyone to compete against each other. And so they put me in the high growth category and that made me kind of nervous because going up against like tech and all that, it was something that just, it was so out of my realm at the time. And, uh, so 
I ended up pitching in that competition, won first place again, um, so got $5,000 there, uh, so that put my total up to 6500 which was pretty good money yeah. at the time, but also not enough money for what I had um, planned in my trailer at the time, the design that I had for that business was going to be somewhere between twenty dollars to $25,000, and I just didn't know where that money was going to come from. Mm-hmm. And so there's actually another competition after the Graves competition um, that's called the Boyd Venture Challenge, and you have to actually have a formed a business, an LLC, uh, or any you know sole proprietorship, anything like that, corporation. And uh, that first year uh, after I'd done the Graves competition, I hadn't really thought that I had the money or the knowledge to do that. So I didn't pitch that um, semester in the uh, Boyd Venture Challenge. And I waited until the following semester to kind of get things in order. And that summer, I just sat on my tail and, you know, didn't do anything with the business. Mm -hmm. And it just frustrated me all summer. And then I came back in the fall and uh, getting back into my routine and stuff with the people, um, being able to kind of get that encouragement back and get in that routine. Uh, I started working on the business again and trying to figure out, you know, how I can do this in a smaller market, test market, just to prove that it works, prove yeah. the concept works and get it out there and not spend that twenty twenty five thousand dollars on the first trailer. And so um, I took that 6500 went and bought a trailer off Facebook, built it all out myself for what I needed to do, uh, contacted my first venue, told them what I did. Uh, they took a shot on me. Um, and so with that, I started working and, uh, now that I'd proved the concept had worked, I took that and went and pitched in the Boyd Challenge. And what did I win there? 15000 Yeah. You you could ask for anything up to, I think it was 30000 at the time, 35000 Wow. But it, it all depends on what you ask for mm-hmm. and what you can prove and everything. So um, I think I asked for twenty, and they gave me fifteen, dollars uh, which was – I was ecstatic about it. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, I'm up over 20,000 now of free money basically. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, at the time the business had just started getting going. I had my first contract. I was doing well. Um, I actually got, uh, my full return on investment after I believe it was 22 events. So I was a month or two in, and I'd got my full investment into the business back out of it uh, in that short time frame. And so with that, I'd kind of taken all that money and um, built it up, and I was expanding. Um, I was getting offers to go pitch at larger competitions um, in the SEC and around, and then uh, COVID hit and shut us down completely. Uh, We, at that time, had... Uh, a good chance to probably I had a good buddy of mine that was going to pitch with me we probably had a good chance to win over six figures that year and dump it all into the business and we were so excited about it and then COVID just like slap in the face Mm. and so that was kind of brutal at the time and also the industry that I was in with events that got shut down too so it wasn't just the competitions and the money side it was also the revenue side and day to day and so I had nothing to do I was like well so we, um, I ended up going to work in, uh, for a friend of mine and just keep money coming in during that time frame. Um, left school, 
and then moved down here, bought a house, and kind of just left all that um, in Knoxville because whenever we moved down here, it was still, you know, in the start of COVID. We were getting married. There was a lot of stuff going on. And so just kind of left that business where it was at and then um, just was buying and selling stuff, flipping stuff. I knew I wasn't going to go work for somebody, so I just had to make an income um, last year. And then in January of this year, I was just on Facebook one day and I saw a guy was selling his business, uh, detailing business. And I told Jordan, I said, I don't know anything about detailing, but uh, this seems like a pretty good deal. You know, and buying this business that this guy's already established. He's got, you know, well over a thousand customers that he's proven it works. And so bought it off him and, uh, made that money back within two months again. So full ROI again on that business. And uh, this whole year has been pretty good um, with the detailing. It's not something that I'm super passionate about, um, but meeting people and getting out in the community and making connections was something that I was passionate about. And uh, this was kind of more of a mission field than it was a business whenever Mm. I first was looking into it. And so with that, um, found somebody to work for me. Um, and you know, if, if nothing else, it was going to give him a better life and it was going to help support our lifestyle. And so with that, that's, it's kind of, you know, where our journey through two businesses over three years so far. So that's a whirlwind. Yeah. That's a long journey. (laughs) Um, wow. There's a lot, there's a lot we can unpack there. Um, let's go back to the beginning, I guess. So you didn't finish school, right? Or no, did, no. Know, I, I, uh, so senior year. I got year, lost in that timeline. Yeah, so senior year uh, was 2021. Um, we were in Knoxville at the time. Uh, Jordan had gotten accepted into UAB, and so we knew we were moving to Birmingham. And I uh, volunteered to basically move everything that we had down mm-hmm. here. We had found a house and bought it. And so um, nine hours short, I quit school nine and hours. moved down nine to Birmingham. Hours. And um, so that, that didn't sit too well with, uh, didn't sit too well with my wife. It no. didn't sit too well <laughs> <laughs> with uh, my parents. It didn't sit oh. too well with a lot of people that, you know, I had yeah. really hoped that I would push through. But at that time. Well, I invested and put a lot of time in that. Yeah. Too, yeah. It, but it was like the, um, sunk cost fallacy of, you know, like where you had already put in all this time. Why not finish? For me, it was, I feel like I've wasted the past three years. Like I wish I could just move past that. And so so why do you think that? Why do you think you wasted it? If you, if you got all this opportunity out of it? Uh, so I definitely wouldn't have the storage business, right? If I yeah. hadn't gone to UT, but I would have done something that was just inside of me, my drive. I would yeah. have done something and made it successful, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, but it just, I can pinpoint two classes in like really two or three professors in the entire time I was yeah, at UT. That really that, made a difference. Yeah. And then I used day to day. I was I was golfing yesterday with a couple of kids from Sanford and they were in business management and they were mm-hmm. asking me like, do you actually use any of this, you know, in your business right now? I was like, probably like two classes, yeah. honestly. Yeah. And that's no, about yeah, it. Yeah. And so uh and it was something that I didn't want to do to begin with. But um overall like top reason is I just didn't want someone else to be able to take credit for what I've done Mm. and that was a big thing that I saw at UT they were always bringing back people that own and run huge businesses and kind of shoving them in our face and saying made them yes pretty much and Mm. that's not what I I didn't want um 
I didn't want someone else to claim I'm where I'm at because they put me there. Yeah. And so you want them to claim your fame. Yeah. Yeah. Claim your and own. so I mean, nine hours short. Um, I think get, you ever uh, finish? Uh, people ask me that all the time, <laughs> and honestly, no. I it, think Jordan wants you to. She does. <laughs> she she's a big school person. So what? So why do you want him to? I think education's important. I think he should finish it. He's come this far, and I don't think that. UT will necessarily take credit for anything unless you give them the opportunity to, you know. So yeah. I do think, you know, finish it to finish it. Have a degree. You worked hard for, you know, the most of it already. But I didn't. Um, <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> but you put in the time. And that so was the other part. Like, <laughs> I felt like college was a joke because yeah. I, I literally could not care any less. Uh, I wasn't doing a bunch of things outside of school. You know, I wasn't partying or anything like mm. that. But I wasn't doing school. I didn't yeah. care and I still made it that far, like, it didn't, you know, when I see people with degrees, it just doesn't prove a whole lot to me. (laughs) Well, Uh, I think we kind of jokingly have that conversation. Depends on the field. Yeah, that's on the field. Well, that's what I was getting ready to say. Jeremiah um, didn't get near that far. I think, did you do a semester? A year, year, a full year. Um, Before he didn't, and I really, because he was just going to go for his associates. Like, he was going to go for his bachelor. So it was a little bit the same, and I was like, like halfway there, like just push, you know, then you'll have something to fall back on. Like right. if something happens in the future, God forbid, you've got something behind your name, like education wise. And, you know, his thing was the same. Like, this is so pointless. Like I, my time is way better spent doing other things that could, you know, further the business and do something that I'm more passionate about. But then at the same time, like, I don't know. I just feel like education is so important. But also, it does have to do with what I'm doing. I could not be in the field I am. You could not be in the field you're in without education and having the degree. Like, the degree is definitely not pointless here, but it's hard because we feel differently. It just took a while to come to terms with it, I think. You know, he is successful. He's self-made successful. He's driven. He works hard. It's not like he sits at home. Exactly. And it's not like a degree at this point in time would contribute anything to what he – it wouldn't change anything. Yeah. And so it was hard for me because in my life, not getting a degree wasn't an option because there is no backup plan for me. I I can't create anything of myself, you know, without my degree um, in a field I want to work in. And so it took a while, but, I mean – can't be anything but supportive he's definitely you know yeah. put in the work and it's paying off yeah no that's how I am too I mean it's uh, he's proven himself it's <laughs> you don't he doesn't need the degree right now oh well, you know not now but yeah the the same point that you were making my mom's made to me countless times <laughs> uh, my mom's very successful in the business world and loves what she does and her big thing was what happens when you get to be like 40 and 50 and you don't want to mm-hmm. actually be working? Yeah, right? you well, want, that's what I've said. Yeah, and she's like, what happens when someone offers you a presidential or C-suite role in a company and you have to have a degree for that? And yeah. that, it Or, was, God forbid, you are injured and you physically are unable to go out and do stuff like that every day, like labor working. And yeah. You have to, like, do some type of office or, de- you know. Yeah course his answer is he'll figure it out but (laughs) (laughs) i've heard that answer before yeah yeah yeah. my thing is if i ever do get to that point it it would be just my life would be so miserable sitting behind a desk (laughs) or in an office (laughs) doing anything and it just and while you know we're so blessed right now to have our health and be young and be able to do Mm -hmm. manual labor stuff um for me on one side of my business for jeremiah has entire business um 
it's also like now you put in that hard work and that effort, but you get it to a point to where other people are putting in that hard work and effort. And I know that's what you guys are working towards, and that's what yeah. we're working towards too, um, to where other people are doing the hard stuff and you get to use your brain more than your body. And yeah. so, yeah, I think a lot of it is we've talked about this, we've done an episode on this before is the employee versus the self, like the entrepreneur mindset. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not that the employee mindset is wrong, it's just that you're built differently. Yeah. Like, I don't think you're built the way that he's built in. Go out and create it yourself. Absolutely. We talk about that even in my field. There are opportunities for PAs to manage other people. I have zero interest in that. I don't want to be in charge of anyone. I chose the PA path rather than the physician path because I wanted to work on a team. I didn't want any people management. I wanted to clock in, clock out. I didn't want to take call all the time. And so it's just a very different... Um, and it has its benefits and and it bad. I mean, it's good and bad because yeah. I mean. Yeah. Well, we well, joke all the time about how, like, you know, whereas me and you get to clock out and come yeah. home, like they're dealing with clients and all that. Like he just had like had somebody call him just now on a Sunday afternoon at two o'clock. Like yeah. I don't ever have to worry about that as far as like leaving the hospital. And that's not something I want to. So if that's what comes with it, then I get it, and I you know support you in that. But that's not something. I ever want right. to have to deal with. And it's the same thing that I would never in a million years clock in and clock out of the job. Yeah. I don't yeah. want somebody telling me when I have to be at work. Yeah. If I want to generate $2,000 on a Monday and then take off on a Tuesday, I want to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. That's, that stable paycheck is nice. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and, it, and, it, and it's, I think we're all, I mean, we're similar. And I think it's literally the same in, yeah. in both of our marriages is it's just the way you're built. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think you have to, especially get mad at me, you have to communicate this stuff. In the beginning, mm-hmm. you have yeah. to talk about it um, in the beginning before you do get married. I mean, what was – so, so we, we went back to the beginning there. What was your take on all of it? I mean, you said you're – obviously, you're supportive now because he's proved himself. Right. But, like, when there was nothing to prove, I know you had – I know you had arguments. I know you had – I mean, I'm sure you probably had some knockdown, drag-out fights about it sometimes. I mean, what – Well, that is one thing that we don't do. We, in, we don't fight. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just – and it's not through, you know, like we saw our parents fight viciously. Yeah. It's not anything like that. It's just it, like I can't I can't deal with her being hurt or upset mm-hmm. because of me. And I think she's kind of the same way. Yeah. She's just a lot more laid or like timid with it than I am. We definitely but. never had big fights about it. But I would say maybe I didn't take him as seriously in the beginning. Well, maybe not maybe. Certainly didn't take yeah. him as seriously in the beginning yeah. when he was going to these pitch competitions and in five minutes came up with a business idea and was pitching it. Then he made some money and that's awesome. You know, I sat in the audience. Yeah. I thought that was great. He did a fantastic job. Yeah. And then he made more money. And then he won mm-hmm. again and made more money. And I think it was seeing other people's confidence in him. It's a realm I know nothing about. I don't know anything about business. Right. I don't know what makes a business successful, you know. Mm-hmm. So seeing him be successful and other people take note of that and, you know, really talk about what potential he had was kind of what flipped the switch for me into being, you know, supportive, yeah, to, okay, this is going to be our life. Mm-hmm. And that definitely looked different. And I think for me, too, to be fair, there is still the stability that I – I'm getting my master's degree right now. I'm going to have a job waiting on me. I'm going to have that paycheck. And not that I think anything would fail or happen, but that there's always that for me that keeps me and those, you know, worried feelings at bay to the point where we can full-fledged support him. Even now, you know, with me being in school and us working on a single-income household, you know, it's there's that security that in, you know, two years – 
Yeah. So that's, I certainly have, you know, my paycheck and my contribution. And for now, you know, the business is so successful and taking a business from January and in two months, you know, making a profit off of it was just amazing, but he'd done it before. So I think maybe I didn't even give him as much credit as a lot of other people do. Yeah. Um, cause just cause I've seen him succeed in that. So it was definitely different. And in rolling storage, I sat out there with him in the cold and in the rain working <laughs> those events cause he didn't have employees. Um, it was either me or some of his other Low buddies. overhead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, was very low. <laughs> <laughs> it was It was very low budget yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, Take her out on a date afterward. That's your pay. Yeah, yeah. I got a coffee yeah. sitting there in the cold. Yeah. Sometimes he'd bring a heater <laughs> we could plug in. Uh, but, yeah, moving from that to this current business that I do not have a role in other than a support role at home. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. it's definitely different and definitely feels um, feels different, but feels better. It's more what we're working toward. And so yeah. I think that um, it's come full circle in a way. Yeah. yeah. So do you think it was like, I don't know how to term this, like kind of like a hard pill to swallow for you at first when you were like, okay, he doesn't want to finish school. He wants to like go off and, and do business and, and like make this his own thing. Like, you know, cause I'm very much the same way in that I like my paycheck and I want to clock in and clock out. So like this, <laughs> we joke that like, it's a different mindset, it's a different, but like entrepreneurship is a, a different breed to yes. me, like their mentality and like their work ethic and like the way he can just like blah, blah, see this paint, like, we're just going right. to make it work, like, whatever happens at the end of the day, and, like, that's just not me at all, so, like, that was something that I had to kind of, like, pray about, and kind of, like, come to terms with, as, like, his spouse being, like, you know, no, this is what he wants, this is what he's passionate about, he's, he's serious about it, so do you think that was something that y'all kind of had to, like, you kind of had to work through more, because, so, like, you know, not, not that, just because you didn't have knocked down drag outs about it doesn't mean that it wasn't, there weren't some difficult conversations about I would definitely say I felt unsettled about it, but I also don't think I truly believed he wasn't going to go back to school until more recently, you know, because we had still flirted with the idea of, oh, you could take these online classes from a different university, you know, and end up with a degree. Right. But um, until recently, I've really completely understood that's not happening. It's not in the cards. And I'm finally at peace with that. Yeah. Um, definitely, definitely had to work through it and do a lot of praying about it. It's just a, something that we don't see eye to eye on. Yeah. But I don't want to do what he's doing. Right. So I can't necessarily understand that. And I saw when he was working um, for the construction company during COVID, how miserable he truly was and how much more passion he has um, in every aspect of his life, not even just business, when he's truly doing what he loves. Yeah. Um, And when he feels properly stimulated, I guess, in a way, mentally, um, it shows in other aspects of his life, too. And so I don't ever want to push him to go get that degree or to go take a C-suite job or, you know, anything like that when it's not something that makes him happy, you know? Yeah. No, for sure. We get that. Actually, uh, last December, I had um, applied at UAB, and I was going to finish. Mm. And uh, whenever I went to orientation, they told me that I had to that I didn't have to do the nine hours; I had to do thirty hours to get <laughs> my degree through UAB. And I walked out. He said, yeah. "Nope." And that's when <laughs> it's really cool to look back now how God had His hand in it the whole way, but. Uh, that December, I walked out, and then in January, bought the detail. What business. were y'all gonna? How were you gonna make money? Uh, I was if you went back to school. I was still flipping stuff. Uh, okay. So last so, year, last spring, uh, whenever I quit, like she said, at the construction company, um, and even uh, we talked about staying in Knoxville and doing that because that was a very cush job. You know, they they could I could clock in, clock out. 
use my brain. You know, I was building stuff. I was starting businesses for someone else, but I still wasn't making the money mm -hmm. that I should have for the amount of yeah, effort. Effort you put in, yeah. Yeah. And so um, with us getting married last summer and all that, uh, I'd saved up enough and we'd both saved up enough that um, we could kind of take that time off and just enjoy marriage really for the first six months. And I was still you know, buying and selling cars and anything else that I could get my hands on. And so I was still bringing in money that way uh, yeah. without a job. And so it, no matter what uh, I had as far as like a title or a job, I was going to be bringing in money yeah. somehow. So. How did you handle that? It's definitely inconsistent. But yeah, like the no inconsistencies. <laughs> there was no doubt there was money in the bank. Yeah. And I think also I have a little bit of a complex about the fact that I'm not contributing. You know, so yeah. like it's the making sure I'm overly grateful and making it's sure we're to, on yeah, the same hard page. hard to complain if you're Communicating well, yeah. sorry, but <laughs> just communicating about, you know, the finances. Because we were never in a place where we were struggling. But it was so easy to see where that could happen because there was no stability. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it goes back to like, you know, in the back of my head, okay, 27 months from now, I'll have a paycheck, but until then, you know, we do rely on um, what he decides to do and how he decides to bring in money, and he does well with that. But how have y'all handled that process of living on one income? I mean, I know you're not struggling, but well, I don't, so I don't think you're making millions. Have y'all always, so like, since being married, though, have you been on one income? Yes. So you haven't had to go from two to one, like, making you just that started on one. Okay. Yeah, and during school, uh, she was very fortunate to, she got, all our scholarships and every, everything yeah, was paid yeah. for. Uh, mine should have been, but it wasn't. And so I, and I hated school so much. I was working pretty much full time during school because I could do anything but be in a classroom mm -hmm. or be studying. And so for a while, I think, uh, and we both did things like bought and sold clothes and shoes and stuff like that just to kind of make money where we could. Um, but I think she'll agree to this. For the most of the time that we've been together, I've made most of the money, and it's kind of been one of those things where you, there's no pressure for you to go out and get a job or to do those things because we are fine. So yeah. I think it would be different if I didn't have the mindset that I do about going out and making money anywhere I can. It was also important to us from the beginning before we got married to have a joint account and make sure we mm. had completely joint finances, very transparent when it came to finances. Yeah. And so I think we didn't struggle as much as maybe we would have if we had kept separate accounts, maybe not been as, you know, completely transparent about where money was going or how we felt money should be prioritized. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we may have struggled more in the beginning if we had gone that route. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. being together so long helped us too because we had kind of seen each other in high school, you know, where you're not making any money at all. You don't, you know, but you yeah. also don't have to worry about it. At yeah, that it's time. not. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you know, move the progression of through college and then now after college, um, just being together that entire time uh, and being able to talk about it and talk about it from the beginning and kind of project the future and then like actually live in what you projected mm. and, you know, continuing like that with your dreams and everything else. So, and we do have to be mindful of a budget. We don't just, you know, Absolutely. buy whatever we want and, you know, live large, but yeah. it's certainly, I think I was more worried about it when we were dating because we, we weren't, weren't sure what it was going to look like. Um, and then after marriage and the Lord's been really faithful to us and it's really fallen into place. And we were lucky to have so much support financially from our parents too, while we were in college that it helped to set us up to be able to be financially independent. Um, as we have been. How have y'all, I think this is something that a lot of people listening in can relate to of the, the 
instability of income and like I mean if you're running a lawn care business or anything like that, like the winter's obviously your slow time. Mm-hmm. Even detailing you're probably gonna have a slow time. The winter's not gonna be yeah. near as busy. Uh, how have y'all created a budget? Because like it's hard to create a budget when you don't know when money's coming in. Like yeah. one month you can make ten grand, the next month you can make eight grand. Or yeah. like and I mean, especially if you're not taking a consistent paycheck every single week or something like that. Like that's something that we struggled with and still are working through. But like the first two years of my business, like I didn't take a paycheck. I just took whatever money was left from the business. And and looking back on it, it was the wrong way to do it. Yeah. But it's hard to create a budget that yeah. way. So like, yeah. how have y'all? You said you got to, you've had to live off a budget. But like, how, yeah. how have y'all done that? I'd say we just stay mindful of expenses. There's an app. The true bill, something mm-hmm. like that, that shows, yeah. you know, just keeps tabs on exactly what subscriptions you have, exactly mm-hmm. what, um, like, that has the pie chart and tells you what category money is going to. Mm-hmm. And it, we just kind of stay mindful of it. If anything seems absurd, we get rid of it. If anything seems like, okay, we spent a little too much here, this next month we cut down. So it's a very much a rolling budget um, yeah. because it is so hard when there's not a solid number to plug in and work backwards from. Yep. You can't really make a budget like normal people with eight to five jobs do. Yeah. yeah. And so we definitely just have to look from month to month and make adjustments as necessary and if he does look like he's on track for a month where we're going to make a little bit less we adjust or if we have expenses coming up that we know about months down the road we adjust ahead of time yeah I I think also with it the biggest thing for us has been uh and this is something that I've always kind of done but we pay cash for everything um I know some people agree with that some people don't but like both of our cars completely we don't the only thing that we have to pay every month is our house. Mm-hmm. And so that helps a ton. Yeah, I you mean, don't owe it, anything to anybody. Yeah. It, if I owed money to people, I think it would be a lot different. If yeah. I owed money to the bank, it would be a lot different. Um, but that's something. And also being able to agree to live like that, to not, you know, be extravagant spenders or yeah. try to keep up with the Joneses, you know, type yeah. of deal mm-hmm. where – uh, especially in small town, you know, kind of like we are where you got a ton of young people oh that are buying buying yeah. big houses and new cars and everything like that. We just, you know, kind of looked at each other in, uh, in the beginning and said, that's that's great. And, you know, that's how some people want to live. But uh, how's our life going to look in 20 years? Yeah. Versus exactly. how's if we right. don't do it now, we can do it later. Yeah. yeah. On, it, a, on a 10x level. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And from the outside, you if, if you came to our house, you'd, this is a nice house. If you looked in our driveway, you'd say, that's a nice truck. That's a nice, you know, SUV and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's not, we don't have those things so that other people were keeping up with other people or other yeah. people think a certain mm-hmm. way about us. It, it doesn't really matter when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd rather it, even, I, I like our plan for us to have very nice things in, you know, 20 years or so. But even more than that, the, my kids and their kids, if I can, in, you know, on my deathbed, if I can look at three generations and say I set them up for success. They're all taken care of. That's yeah. something that is bigger to me than right now keeping up with, you know, somebody down the street yeah. and impressing them. Yeah, so. what, is, what is the saying? Live like no one else does now so you can live like no one else does in 20 years. Yeah. Like yeah. just yeah. the opposite, um, opposite ends of the spectrum there. That's good stuff. Um, yeah. What what words of advice would you give to anybody who's newly married, getting married, engaged, looking for a spouse in those beginning stages of starting a business, running a company, um, and just the whether it be communication or figuring out finances or, or whatever it is, what what would y'all say like is some important things they should t- talk about or just 
figure out in their life before they take that step of marriage. And even if they already are married, but maybe they're thinking about starting a business. Yeah. Um, what would y'all, what would, what would you say? I think the biggest thing uh, that you mentioned multiple times in that is just talking, like yeah. being open about it. Um, I don't, it, like I said, we have such a history together. You know, it, it's different when you've been with someone when they have nothing and yeah. now when they're, you know, doing pretty well. And so um, if we hadn't, you know, talked about those things and talked about our dreams and our future and stuff like that, I think it would be a lot harder for her to have the confidence that we're going to be okay um, or for her to say, I'm going to go to school and we're going to live for two years off one income and I'm going to take out, you know, $100,000 in loans and, you know, hopefully get a job at the end of the, you know, and all these things. Um, And so I think if we hadn't talked about that in the beginning – there, you wouldn't have confidence in each other. You wouldn't have anything to fall back on. Uh, so that's the biggest thing for me, um, just being open with each other and discussing it every chance that we get. Yeah, I think so. And I think talking about what happened in one day of work is just as important as the vision of where it's going to go and seeing those two things side by side as the spouse. Um, and I think from the get-go, if your spouse doesn't totally buy into the idea of your business and the, and what your lifestyle might look like as you're building it, um, then it'll never work. You know, you, you won't ever be able to convince them until it's big. And, it, it you know, the hills and valleys you might go through to get there um, will really wear on your marriage. I would definitely say communication's huge. Vision aspect and doing that together is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and the perspective's going to be different from a spouse that's outside of his business versus the spouse that's in it every day. I think sometimes entrepreneurs, or at least Caleb, get a very kind of sacrificial mindset because you have to make sacrifices to make your business work up front, but you forget yourself, you know, and the vision a lot of the way. And so it's cool to be able to remind him of that, um, when he gets bogged down in the day to day. Um, and so I think definitely communicating about that and from up front and just because one spouse doesn't want to be in, you know, ever really be a part of the business, you know, doesn't mean that you don't need to talk about it and really, Mm -hmm. you know, be on the same page with that. Sometimes you just have to listen. Yeah. Yeah. Even though you're not in the everyday. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's going to be tough. That's something that I think it's it's funny because I think you're the supportive role now. But I think in two years you're going to realize how much of a role you take on. Yeah. Just coming home and listening to how her day went. Yeah. And even I know you do that with school now. Yeah. But then once she gets into the job role of the patients she sees and all the things that happen during the day. Cause that's something that we still do, like work on is mm-hmm. listening to each other's day and letting the other one just talk and actually being present mm-hmm. when they yeah. do talk. Yeah. That's something that's tough. Just because, like you said, what we do is so different and yeah. we have such different roles in what we do. Because it can be yeah. boring. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear you talk <laughs> well, about nursing. Not, like, I, I, mean, I don't know anything <laughs> about it. And she doesn't want to hear you talk about putting a ceramic coating on a car. Like, yeah. okay, cool. It's shiny. Yeah. Like, what does it matter? <laughs> yeah. Well, in a, a nicer way to say that is that you just don't under Like, it's just, you don't know. Like, you just don't understand. So, yeah, it doesn't no make way as to much sense hair. to you. Yeah. So, it's not as intriguing is obviously how your day was. Yeah. yeah. And we talk about that every once in a while. I talk, I just looked at her the other day, and I was like, how weird is it that half of our lives, like, we spend together. The other half, we have we absolutely never see yeah, no we idea. We've talked about that. Yes. Different things. Like, he so has like, no and, idea. And the thing is, we'll never see them in their element. Yeah. Like, you, you can come. I hope you not. You can come detail. <laughs> yeah, I know. I really hope not. You can yeah. come detail for a day, or she can come ride along and watch us cut grass for a day. But, like, we're never going to be there when they're like doing what they do like yeah. in the hospital like that. that's yeah. crazy yeah. so 
Yeah. Weird. Yeah. It's crazy. I, it's cool, though, being with people that are in different. Um, it's cool hearing conversations of people who have spouses that stay at home and then spouses that have other full-time careers because it's just so different. Um, their views on business and, the, and like, we have mutual friends, Kevin, Brittany, Allman, who's, like, they're they're married, but they're both in the business. Like, they both run the business together. And then other friends who are married and she just stays at home. She's kind of in business somewhat, not near as much as she used to be, but, like, who? it's just a uh, Brian and Liz. Oh, Just, yeah. like, how... Yeah, she's involved. But she's involved, but not really any way like. She's kind of stepped Rittenhar. back a little bit since having. Yeah, they had a baby, and so now she's yeah. full time mom mode, and she does her own thing, and so it's it's just crazy seeing how different couples operate and what works for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool stuff. Yeah. What do you think the hardest part is? The hardest part of the way along the way. Uh, I think, I think we're about to come up on the hardest part. Um, with her finishing school, like looking at having kids and stuff like that, um, just balancing all that. And then with it, kind of like what we were talking about beforehand about moving around and stuff. Um, So, and like I talked about, detailing is not my passion. Uh, My goal in the next year, year and a half, is to get that to where someone else can run it and I can live three and a half hours away and it's still bringing Oh, so you want to keep it? Yeah. You want to keep it here? Yeah. Because it's, it's... like I talked about um, earlier about it's supporting other people yeah. and giving them a better lifestyle. And I, when I took my first employee on, that's what I promised him. I said, no matter what, you're going to live better than you were beforehand. And I'm going to, you know, make that happen, not just for you, but if you put in the work, it'll, you know, help yeah. me as well. And so with that, um, yeah, getting to a point where someone else is running it and trusting them to run it and do that for you um, from tough. a ways away and then mm-hmm. looking towards the next business, right? Because yeah. that, that's my goal. Um, a lot of people like to find one specialty and stick in it and become an expert in that and love that. Uh, my ultimate goal is just to own multiple businesses, have yeah. multiple revenue streams, and uh, to be able to kind of – do other things outside of work, um, have a farm, have a family, do stuff. And so the next business uh, that I'm kind of talking about right now is a lot bigger, a lot more money, uh, a lot riskier. And so kind of I think we're coming up on that. And it's repeating the cycle, right? Like just as soon as – and I know it's a nightmare for her. Just as soon as we get stable and get (laughs) to a point where it's like, all right, we're doing really good, it's like, okay, that's awesome – Let's take all this money that we've saved up and dump it into something else that there's a 50-50 chance we could lose everything on it, you know? And so I I think that's the biggest thing of just those cycles for me in my entrepreneurship journey of starting from nothing, building it, and then starting back over. uh, I know that wears on her, and Mm -hmm. I know that wears on both of us. So um, getting back to the beginning is going to be the hardest thing for us um, upcoming, uh, even though we just did it you know, a year ago. Yeah, so. I wasn't going to say that, but I totally agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I have not thought about that yet. I yeah, just gave is. her a ton of anxiety. No, so. yeah. no, it's fine. That's the life. You know what you're going to talk about on the way home. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the life. That's what I agreed to when I started yeah. loving him, and I knew yeah. how his mind worked back then. So yeah. it yep. was no shocker eventually. Yeah. That's good stuff. Final question that we try to ask everybody is, what is your why? For me, uh, it's kind of what I talked about just a minute ago about um, – 
generations behind me, uh, setting them up, but also um, the mission field side of it, uh, that's a huge thing. Um, not too long ago, uh, I was sitting in the truck um, with my employee, uh, Caleb, and he kind of comes from nothing, and like I said, trying to build a life for him and his family, and uh, it, we were having a bad day. It, it just sucked out there, and it was just, it was one of those days, and you know, I he could probably tell that I was down and he, he looked at me and he said, you know, I understand that this isn't your thing. You're not going to do this forever. Um, but I see why you do it. I see the mission field and the, he, he used the word ministry and for someone that's lost and you yeah. know, unsaved for him to realize that this is a ministry as much as it is a business, um, was something that just touched me greatly. And, that the little things like that are the things that remind you why you're doing what you're doing, um, and feed into that. And in 20 years, that why may be different, you know, with kids and um, different stage of life. But right now, uh, providing for me and her and reaching people any way that we can uh, is a cool thing um, to do. So yeah. What is your why? Yeah. Our why is the same. And I would add that back to the top list about what you need to talk about. Um, if you're, you know, engaged, you're dating, yeah. maybe you're married and starting a business, mm-hmm. make sure the why is the same. Mm-hmm. Because if the why isn't the same, you're never going to be happy with the end point because you won't both be at the same place. And I think that we've talked about that in our professional lives, making sure it is a ministry um, and that not enough people do that. You know, you go to church yeah. on Sunday morning and you go to your small group, but when you're at work, you're focused on work. Mm-hmm. But there's more to it than just work. Yeah. And so I can, you know, the hospital is my mission field and the rest of the city is his mission field and people's <laughs> driveways yeah and so um it definitely looks different but the why is the same mm. that's awesome that's good stuff that's good I, I don't have anything that i can add to it no, i think that's i think that's a good way to end yeah for sure so thank you all for coming on today um if you did enjoy the show uh we want to reach out to Caleb. where could they find you if they want to ask you a question or something uh I don't personally have social media, mm-hmm. but uh, both businesses have social media. You can reach me um, on Instagram or on Facebook with both of them, Prime China Mobile Detailing and Rolling Storage LLC. Okay. And the, what is the – I think the, the profile on the Prime Shine is just a big Prime Shine trailer, isn't it? Isn't uh, that the profile picture? I think so. I think so. Yeah, it's also it the logo, so – Yeah, um, that's what it is. Yeah, the logo. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of the logo on the trailer. That's why I'm – Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll put those links in the – we'll put the link to the Prime Shine Instagram uh, in the show notes. So, give us your cable message. If you have any questions there, because uh, I think he is, like you're saying – you're going to end up being a serial entrepreneur. That's part of it. I think that's where you want to go. Uh, I think there's a lot of people out there that do want to go that way. But uh, you got to have a team around. you got to have employees. you got to have a supportive wife. Um, I guess you don't have to be married, but it makes it a lot better. A lot, it, it lot more fun. Helps, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, A lot more fun along the way to have somebody to share that with. So uh, thanks for coming on to that today, guys. If you did enjoy the show, um, leave us a big five-star rating review. Those really do help boost us out there to reach more people. Um, and we can continue to go to the community one relationship at a time. But I think without any further ado, that's going to wrap this one up. Yeah. This is the last one without yeah, a baby. Yeah, it is. <laughs> last this marriage is Monday. Baby is coming this well, week. Well, not the last marriage Monday, but the it's last It's the last one. marriage Monday without a baby. Yeah. The, la- the next one, there <laughs> yeah, will be Jesus. a baby here. So yep. Maybe in your lap. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Crying in the background. Yeah, yeah no. they'll have to step <laughs> yeah. out. It'll the be pause button you. will become... Uh, uh, yeah, the used, mute. <laughs> yeah, it will be used very frequently. But yep, uh, thanks for out. tuning in. It really is an honor to be able to bring this to you uh, each and every week. And for all of you that support us out there, um, just keep it coming. It really means a lot. All the messages that we get that um, one, one, I mean, we had a message just a couple weeks ago that we both read uh, coming on from church, I think it was. And, yeah. and it was like, 
you sit there and you realize like what a ministry it is. And like, this is our ministry same way the business is yours going out. But like, if you never make a dollar off of it, if, if it's yeah. just yeah. worth it, like yeah. getting to help people yeah. and grow, grow people's relationships and, um, everything else along the way. So that, that's what it's about for us. Uh, not in it for the money, just in it for the, the relationship building and the ministry yep. along the way. So I think that's going to wrap this one up. Last one without a baby. We'll see y'all next time here on the show with a baby probably. Yep. And uh, we're looking forward to it. So, I think it's going to wrap this one up for the 18th time. Yeah. We'll see everybody in the next one. See y'all.